Good morning and welcome to another episode of Gunner Chat. Today we'll be discussing the away fixture against former manager Unai Emery, as well as the yeah, as well as Everton at home, and the potential buyout from Spotify owner Daniel Yick. Apparently that's how it's pronounced. Lots to get on with. George, how are you doing today? Oh mate. No. Do you want to have a go at that name pronunciation just to save me? Well, we YouTubed it, didn't we? Was it Danielek? Yick. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So many sounds out of two letters. Yeah. Just DK, isn't it? But <laughs> EK sounds cooler, doesn't it? Anyway, last night, what do you make of it? Let's get right to it. Uh straight in, shall we? Oh that mm. um it was yeah, it was a very underwhelming performance from us. Um obviously they got that early goal, big uphill battle from then. But we just never looked threatening. Um, and I think you could kind of see that, you know, we didn't actually have an actual striker on the pitch until Martinelli came on. Um, yeah. And Villarreal were just so dominant. Although the stats literally said we were like 50-50 in possession, equal amount of passes, um, equal amount of completed passes. They had six shots on target. We had two. Um mm. And yeah, they just looked so comfortable. Like they dominated us. They they should have had three or four, to be honest. Well, let's let's start with the lineup because I think that is a quite a key point to raise, isn't it? Obviously, Chambers at right back still. We can get into that. Jack at left back. Um, are you there, Jamie? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm okay. just shaking my head. Like you said, you said Daniel Yick, and all I can see is uh, about Arteta's lineup. Ich, what is he thinking? Like <laughs> oh, seriously, it's just. I know. I was saving that one for a while after you said Ich. Um, I just. I don't know what his plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D is. I hope he's got an exit plan because I really want him to leave at this point because I just don't see the the vision. If if Arteta's got a vision, he must be blind. Because that lineup yesterday makes absolutely no sense. Why have we still got Cedric on the bench and we're playing Xhaka, who can't deal with a bouncing ball? Mm. Yeah, he's Xhaka's a good player, but he's not a fast player. If you're going to play someone when we attack with width, you just need to make sure you've got a player that actually can attack with width and pace. And Xhaka can't do that from left back. I was going to say, yeah, Cedric can't do that from left back. And I... I do think putting Shaka at left back was the right choice still. Um, he's done better in that position than Cedric has. Um, but ultimately, you know, he, he's filling in that role. He needs more cover from his uh, CDMs. And, you know, like they just allowed, who is it that got the first goal? Trigueros. Yeah. Trigueros, yeah. They just allowed him too much space, allowed him yeah. to get in that 18-yard box. And then it's, you know, it's like they're untouchable because this is Arsenal. We'll give away a penalty. Um, yeah. Well, think... it's a it's a run-in from Chukweze, isn't it? And he's mm. just, Jacker is, Jacker's terrified of him, must yeah. be honest. Like... Well, Jacker was covering the goal, I, but Ceballos did not close him down. He, he kind of like, he was like tipper-tapping in there you know, ballerina fee as always, and just didn't close him down. I think that is Jacker's role, though, to go out to him as left-back. The, the, the CDM covers and the left-back goes out. 
but I mean, Sabios isn't a whole lot quicker, is he? Like, um, just yeah. allowed him too much space, and you know, I think was it he kind of cut inside, and yeah, then overshot it, but kind of the guy was able to just, um, yeah, it takes a little sort of rebound out, doesn't it? And uh, Trigueros is first there and, and bangs it in. I don't think we can blame Leno for that. He's there's no, he's nowhere near that. Um, there are a lot of bodies in the box, but it's it's a little unfortunate the um, uh, the sort of the way it rebounded. But I do think you need a left back to come out there. Um, we didn't really offer a whole lot for a little while after that. What do we make of the second goal? Um, I'm trying to remember it. It's the the cross in, isn't it? That, um, oh, that's it. Um, yeah. Again. Terrible defending of a set piece. Um, I don't know who who is meant to be picking up Moreno. Um, I think it was meant to be Mary, but nowhere near him. He's yeah. got acres of space. Is unchallenged in the air, and yeah, and again, even at the back post, Partey, where are you, mate? Because it's just yeah. an open goal. But is that a case of? that he's meant to be on the back post and he wasn't there or is it a case well, of like no it, one knows who's going to be there i think no one knows i think um because it didn't look organized didn't look organized and basically the point is no one was there Partey was the nearest man yeah he's but... in no man's land jack is in no man's land holding they basically sort of closed off holding didn't they they put a man either side of him so he couldn't sort of do anything and um, it was one of those where you've got you've got a lot of players in the box, but they're just all sort of not in useful positions, you know. Um, yeah, it's another poor goal to to concede, and that was that was pretty much it for our half, wasn't it? Not not a lot of positives to go in at half time with. No, none at all. Um, I mean, at that point, I think you need to make a change, and the fact that we kept uh, Danny on again came back to bite us in the ass uh, i don't understand what is about him in uh europe uh europa league he just <laughs> is a non-existent player in that in that league in in this tournament uh can you yeah. name one good performance he's had in europa this season he has been significantly worse not that he smashed it in the premier league but he has been a lot worse in the europa isn't he like um, every time you think about our downfall in europa league you literally say it was him in big moments, it's been him every time. He's had quite a few, you do have to say, yeah. Um, and, and I think I think that's the problem with um, like party can't play to his full potential and what we signed him for because we haven't given him a good partner. Yeah. Well, I think he he helped bring the better from Xhaka, but obviously Xhaka's not his partner right now. No. Um, and again, why not put Cedric at left back and have well, Xhaka let's... as Let's come to that. Let's let's go through the game and then we can talk about formation. Okay, fair enough. Um, red card, what do you make of it? Harsh, I think. You know, what Ceballos meant to do, he was running. It wasn't a stamp. He was running. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just unfortunate, but he's, do you want him to, like, levitate, dive over him? He'll probably get a red for diving. Like, there's... I think, yeah, to send someone off for that, it's... It's a lot, isn't it? Like, 
it is the second yellow card though it is uh, it's an accidental stamp but it is still a stamp that's the problem um if you're on a yellow card, you've got to be careful. You can't be going into tackles oh, like that. That was harsh. That was I, don't, no, I don't think stamp is the right word. Stamp is no, deliberate. But you got to admit, you've also got to say, it's not like he didn't make contact. Like, I've seen other people being like, oh, he didn't make any contact with him. He made contact. Yes, it was accidental contact, but it was still contact. And you're yeah, on a but... yellow card. You've got to be careful. You've got to use common sense. And again, that comes down to the manager using common sense as well. Oh. Yeah, uh, it was it was a second yellow card. It was a second yellow card. Yeah, it was card. a we second. Say it, it was it was it's harsh, but letter of the law, it was a second yellow card, and he had to go. I mean, um, the second the other red card, again, it was just a really bad time tackle. It was not a, a it was a slip. But he, he was, but he was trying to get the ball, wasn't he? Like Sabias yeah, exactly. was just running. So was so was Sabias. He was trying to block the ball. To win it back? No, no, no. He'd already made his tackle. Yeah, he'd already made his tackle, and that was just him running through. Um, I mean, the the tackle on Smith Row right after uh, the second yellow card for Danny actually was a yellow card and a foul, and the referee just waved it on. I thought the ref had a really poor game overall. Yeah. To be honest, I think we um, all noticed that it was absolute shocking from yeah. the ref. Uh, quite a few things. Yeah, but I mean, you could tell how harsh it was. Sabios was furious. Yeah, um, and I feel like if he didn't get the second yellow, for well, I guess it wouldn't have ever come across the timeline. But he was screaming in the ref's yeah. face. So I'm surprised he didn't just rescind the yellow, make it a straight red. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he went off to to be. I mean, Partey got booked as well somehow. I, I don't remember him even doing anything, but he got booked. The ref was just sort of very trigger happy at that point, wasn't he? Um, and then uh, Sabias went off, and the performance kind of improved, really. Didn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, we we put in we put more pressure on them. We were starting to kind of we we're still not really getting inside the eighteen yard box, though. It was just putting some crosses in, uh, but nothing too threatening. Um, but you know the penalty came in the end. Yeah, pen or no pen? It oh, was okay. a pen. It mm. was um, you know Saka kind of dribbled through, and he was caught between two men, and obviously one of them clipped him, and he's gone down. Um, is it is it one of those situations where if it hadn't have been given, VAR might not have overturned it? I mean, we wouldn't have seen, would we? Because they don't show the VAR. No. For- in no. Europa, so it would have been really, really horrible. Uh, it was a, it was a penalty. Um, thank God we got it, eh? Because uh, oh, massive! Yeah, like, it's it. That goal is absolute. That goal basically keeps us in it. Um, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. We can take a one 0 win and still go through. Yeah, the Emirates. I mean, that is that's going to be hard, but <laughs> yeah, we can actually take a one one nil. Oh Jesus, one nil to Arsenal. I miss those days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I don't understand why you don't start Martinelli as well. Yeah. Because he made a difference when you let the reins off Shaka, he, uh, Saka, sorry, uh, he makes a difference. And Pepe, again, I, I don't know what it is about him in the Europa League. He's one of our best players. He, well, that penalty right. was nearly saved. Yeah. It wasn't the best penalty, but I'll no. take it. But he puts was, his, he actually puts his heart out on the pitch. It was still collected though, the penalty, wasn't it? It wasn't like a shank. He was still 
yeah know, convincing with it um convincingly straight down the middle yeah well <laughs> but it, you know what it's it's one of those i feel like we desperately needed that goal if he tried to do anything too fancy it would have been missed yeah you just know sod's law <laughs> and then i mean sort of last last real moment uh an incredible pass from Partey, who maybe didn't have the best game passing wise he's not really had the best few weeks passing wise but that was a tremendous ball to alba great turn and you're thinking oh my god this is the headline isn't it it's written in the stars Aubameyang comes back from malaria and gets the equalizer but he you know I think he took it a bit wide didn't he and then he has the slip and the angle was very tight wasn't it yeah um, and it was kind of really his first touch of the game isn't it um it would have been a big ask for him to convert that because like you said he Got through the defenders, but uh keeper came out quickly. Yeah. And uh tight angle, but <sighs> would have loved that to go in. I think in reality, like a two all draw would have been pretty undeserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean as much as we would have taken it, like even the two one is undeserved. Yeah, it does. It feels like a steal two yeah. one. I mean, they said yeah. at, at full time the VRL players were like devastated, you know, even though they'd won. It was one of those, we've just got lucky. We've dodged a full bullet. Because if they would have got the third goal, it would have been over. Like, oh, yeah. Playing full counter-attack football. They did have a chance. Leno made an absolutely brilliant Yeah, we should, we should talk about that. They Leno. had a few chances. Yeah. So the, the, the fact is, uh, we, we've if we managed to get through this, we've somehow robbed our way into the final. I mean, yeah. we're going to get smashed in the final if we play against a 6-2 Manchester United team. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's a steal. That, that game was a steal. We got very lucky. Two shots on target. Was So was the Abanyang shot the second shot on target? I think so, yeah. Must yeah, have been. So, that, so that means we didn't have a shot on target till the 73rd minute with the penalty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about that's, right. Yeah. That's, that's, to me, that's, that's not good. <laughs> No, when, no. You, when you need an away goal and your first shot on target is the 73rd minute and it's a penalty but look um, all right well let's 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 talk about the lineup then because i think there's quite a few problems with the lineup yeah. i think pepe up front <laughs> it didn't work at all no. he was he was playing we had two left wingers and all that meant was that saka dropped back into this sort of left midfield role um Pepe was so wide that every time we had a chance with Erdegaard in the middle, or not even a chance, just sort of moving towards their box, it'd be Erdegaard or Smithrow in the middle, or you know, whoever was on the right, Saka, whatever, Chambers. And there'd just be no one in the middle. Absolutely no one there. And it's like, and you'd see this sea of defenders, and you're like, where is he gonna go? You know, there's no one there. <laughs> um yeah, I wasn't sure about that to start with Pepe up front. The and again, like Martinelli comes on and the game changes. He didn't score, but he stretched him. He's running in behind. He's got energy. He was even coming back, tracking back. Like, is it getting to a point now where you know you look at Arteta and he's stuck by? I mean, not so much now, but he's stuck by people like Willian to the death. And yet, there's people like Martinelli who proves himself to an extent every time and just can't get a game like what's that about 
I don't know. I think he's scared Martinelli are getting injured. Um, no, that's not good enough. I know. Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, even having bringing on uh, William instead of Eddie as well, like it's the ninety mm. fifth minute and you bring William on, like why? It's the ninety fifth minute. Why are you bringing anyone on? You're wasting your own time when you need a goal. Like, well, yeah. Um, do you think he was trying to make that corner the last chance, though? Because if so, that kind of worked, even though it was a poor header. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. But, yeah, it, it just goes to show, you know, no shots on target until the penalty when you don't have a, a dedicated centre-forward on the pitch. Um, yeah. It was, yeah, big, big lapse in judgment there. Yeah. Um, Sabayos starting, I don't know. Like, well, that's you know. that's the reason why I don't think Jacker at left back was the right position because we really struggled in midfield, and Jacker is probably probably is one of our most improved players this season, especially if you exclude the youth players. Then he, you know, then he is. Oh, I'd say. Oh, a hundred percent guarantee. I 100% agree. That's the word I was looking for. Sorry, I'm still half asleep. Uh, yeah, Xhaka under Arteta this season has definitely been our most improved player. And mm. I don't understand mm. why you play him at left back when you know someone struggles in Europa football in that CDM role. It was always going to be a situation where like, he might be able to do it for a few games, but it's like five games now, isn't it? And he yeah. really struggled with Cap- uh, sorry, not Cavalier and um, Richarlison, which yeah. was like always coming, wasn't it? Um, and he's, you know, we knew that the the right winger, I've forgotten, his Chukwesi, was it? Um, we knew that he was fast and dangerous, and you know, Jacker, you needed him in, you needed him in, in midfield, and you can see that from Sabios's, you know, awful mm. performance, really. Um, so I, I don't know if we'll see Jacker at left back again. Well, I think we might because it's Arteta, but I don't know that we should. I mean, Tierney should be back. Um, I'd probably. Maybe rest him against Newcastle just to make sure he's fully match fit for next week. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Jack is needed in the middle, but I can't understand why he's been in that left back role. He's he's got more experience in it than Suarez, and you know, it's we should be able to rely on Sabios more, but it's just you know. It, it's not down to Jacques to prove that. I think the real question, which seems really obvious, but yet isn't discussed that much, is that this is a team that's trying to win a European competition, right? It's not it's not the Champions League, sure, but trying to get into the Champions League, and we still have you know somewhat of a shot against that. Why on earth do we have one left back? One left back, like who thought? Well, you know, Tierney doesn't really get injured, does he? Like, he's he's fairly solid, lad. You know, signed him injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What people were like, who who was sitting there in that board meeting, going, you know, this is this is good. I think this will work out. Like but better yet, let's loan out the backup. Mm. Um, and it's just like, do we not have anyone in the the youth team that we can call up? Yeah. Um, well. Who's that one that's been on the bench? What position does he play? Oh, uh, the new lads. Yeah. Um, There's a name I didn't recognise. Um, yeah. Oh, Arthur. Oh, I'm not even going to know. I'm not doing it. 
but he no, he's, a, he's a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a few alternatives, right? That haven't really been discussed that much. Like you could have had Gabriel at left back. I think that could have been an option. He's got a bit more pace, and yeah. as as well, like he could very happily just because Jacker didn't really go forward, right? Um, he could just stay back, and he's a he's a better defender than Jacker. He's he's certainly much quicker. Mm. Um, that's something to consider because seemingly he doesn't be, seem to be playing centre back anymore. So, all right. Um, and then you've got you've got Suarez as an option, or or I, th- I think we will maybe have to if Tierney isn't fit to start. I think he will be considering Saka for left back. Um, I think you will lose less by having him at left back and bringing in someone like Martinelli than you will by losing Jacker in midfield. Mm. What do you think? Or Devils Devils advocate play with a back three and have wing backs have uh, Saka as a left wing back. Mm. Yeah, because then you got the back. And we've played that formation for a long time, though. I know, but it's still it's three central defenders. They should know what they're doing, especially if mm. you've got Gabriel, Mari, or holding Louis, David Louise. I mean, the fact that I'm saying David Louise would be a better choice in defense at the moment than some other players. I think he'll play next week. I think he will. Yeah. yeah. I think the only blessing of the uh, Danny Red card is he won't play again in the Europa League this season. <laughs> if we do yeah. get to the final, he'll be suspended for it. Well, so, it's just uh, one game, one, though. Yeah. yeah. It's only one game. Oh, damn it's it. I mean, two yellows. No, nah, if, if, if we make the final, I don't think he'd be playing unless unless injuries dictated that. Um, yeah, it'll be Partey Xhaka. He, he was very clearly Sorry. annoyed with, with Zabios last night. Like, you know, he's been patient with him, but I think I think that's, you know, he's in trouble now, isn't he? Yeah, um, that loan's already been cancelled, ain't it? I just, I just hope Arteta's learned some lessons from this. Like, I just feel a little bit like at the moment, and particularly the last few months, it's been a case of like he'll dump someone in a position, and if they do all right for a game, they sort of keep it until they mm-hmm. until they screw up, and then they're out. You know, like like holding was good for a while, had a bad game, out. You know, Gabriel good for a while, makes a mistake, gone. Suarez good for a little while, mistake, gone. You know, mm. Chambers comes in as a sort of fill-in at Burnley. Does all right. Okay, he's the new right back. You know, it's a bit like, is this a plan or is this just a case of let's just try shit out and see what sticks? I think it's a bit of that because he's got to go into the summer now with full confidence of where he needs to rebuild. So I think he is trying players out just to see who has still got value to the team and who needs to go because. Yeah. We've got we've got a lot of deadwood, but we didn't replace it, many of them. Mm. And thirteen um, players have left in the last year. Yeah, a lot of people, sorry, a lot of positions need cover, and we need other options. So, you know, I think he's given yeah. these players a chance to kind of prove their value to the team. Um, you know, I think same with Sabios. You know, just be like, look, show us if you want. He never wanted a permanent move anyway, but. Um, no, he wants to go. He wants to be yeah. in Spain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a closed door I mean, now. I mean, it was a good job he got sent off in Spain, then, wasn't it? He just stayed there. <laughs> just stay there. Um, um... But I, I think Arteta's main problem is he still thinks he's at Man City. He's trying to do the the Pep thing, and we just don't, as as Jules said, we just don't have the depth. 
and sorry, yeah. Johnny said, we just don't have the depth to, to do that. The false nine, like, do you remember when he played William as a false nine? That works so bloody well. And say, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just, you can't just make up stuff, like, a day before the match. When, like, I know you're saying we can't go back to a back three because we haven't done that in a long time. But at the same time, that's more of a fundamental that our players would have done than a false nine. Because Pepe's never played as a false nine for us. So that was a completely new role. It's just, obviously, it was a tricky one because both, you know, he didn't really deem Alba to be fully fit enough to start the game, nor mm-hmm. Lacazette. And it's, I guess he's putting his most informed attacker in that position rather than Martinelli or Eddie. But I think it it was a, the wrong call on this occasion. Mm-hmm. When when did Martinelli last start? I don't. Oh, they start. They start, they start against Fulham. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I don't have that. I remember now. Let's see if we can find it. Uh, yeah, he started on the wing against Fulham. He's never he's never started up front though, is he? No. No. Surely he deserves that chance, doesn't he? Like, hmm. But now we're going into a game 2-1 behind. He won't start. No, but either Alba or Laka should be fit to start for then, I think. 100% Lacazette. Um, I'd even put Alba, Alba out on the left. Um, Pepe on the right and, yeah, fuck it. Try Saka left back. Yeah, I might have to. I actually think um, Pepe plays better on that left-hand side and cuts in. But I mean, you put him in the team. I think he's going to play his heart out. But you need you need the quality towards him. If there's no no ball towards him, there's no point. I think with with Pepe out on the right, um, obviously he's got that ability to cut inside more, and Mm -hmm. you know he has scored some good goals from that position. Um. And what we need now is goals. Um, yeah. So, you know, for the love of God, Aubameyang, please show up next week. <laughs> like, come on, resurrect your season. Mm-hmm. I will give you a pass on everything if you can get us into the final. It's a big chance for him, isn't it? To sort of end it well, end it strongly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did it in the FA Cup run last season. Hero in the semi and hero in the the final. Yeah, yeah. So go into that second leg and you know step up, be be a captain. Well, speaking of stepping up, I think we should give Leno some credit yesterday because he's he's obviously had a really tough few weeks, which culminated in a hideous error against Everton. Um, but he did step up yesterday. He made a huge save against. I uh, can't remember who took the shot. Now was it Moreno? Uh, Moreno, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm massive save and to be honest again it's, it's all over if he doesn't save that isn't it so yeah he stepped up and you know the the discussions will continue about whether he's you know the long-term keeper um i mean do you think he is i think he's got one more season yeah well yeah, this is I, it though I, I isn't it tran- he yeah, got- trans- transfer window really will be the thing it's again as you're saying this is probably his la- i would say this is his last season these last few games though i reckon he'll be rested against newcastle um 
I do think this he has to prove himself in these last few games. Otherwise, I think we will go and buy someone in the summer. I think you're yeah, right. The goalkeeper go is a first team goalkeeper is not a priority. You know, we, Leno is a great keeper. It's just he's made a mistake. Um, you know, and obviously, but, anytime a mistake happens, you compare it to mm-hmm. Martinez and stuff like that. But it's like you let that go now. Like the yeah, done. yeah. Um, just because Leno makes one mistake, it doesn't mean you go out and buy another keeper. When you need a left back, you need a right back, you need another centre mid, you need another um, centre forward. You know, with so many unknowns going into the tr- summer transfer window, Leno is probably one of the secure pieces. So, but, I what, think- but what changes all that is that he's at that two-year point now, contract-wise, this summer. So they either need really to offer him a deal which makes him the long-term choice or try and sell him. So that kind of negates the, well, he's got one more season to prove it because if they do that and they don't like him, then he's on the last year of his deal and clubs will wait and he'll be, he'll be 30 next summer. So it's not too old for a goalkeeper at all. That's still a, a good age really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I think for that reason, they actually do need to decide this summer. I mean, if a sale comes in for him, yeah, it's obviously something to consider, but it's, you know, I wouldn't buy another keeper with Leno still in the team. Mm. Someone made a good point about the, the Martinez sale, saying that it was a good deal at the time. You know, they made the point that it was, um, you know, he, he'd, he'd been the second keeper or third keeper even for like 10, 11 years. He'd played three months, basically, of football and got 20 million for him in the middle of a pandemic. Like, yeah. In hindsight, it's a bad deal, sure. Like, we all know that. But at the time, it didn't seem like hmm, undervalued, did it? No, it was ex- exactly with all the information you had at hand. Being offered 20 million for your backup keeper. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and that 20 million helped facilitate other deals. Um, yeah. Partake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you. Very it's awesome. obviously, yeah. It's um obviously it's not worked out. I mean, it's worked out great for him. I think isn't he got the most clean sheets in the league? Yeah, I think um, so. But I think I think he's got as many clean sheets as we do losses in the league. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but um. But look, we can't we can't blame Leno for being tenth. Like he, I don't no, think he's helped, yeah. but it's not his fault. You know, like, no. he's a very small piece of that puzzle, sure. We'd but... be much further down if we didn't have Leno and we had another keeper, I think. Um, he, you know, he's made some fantastic saves over the year. Yeah. But yeah. On Martinez, though, funnily enough, do you remember the 7 5 Reading game? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was the keeper in that. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I remember watching that game live. One of the most exciting and painful and beautiful games ever. <laughs> I was just like, wow, he really was at Arsenal for a long time. Yeah. It was really it's like most of our season, though, this year, isn't it? Just mental games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, how are you feeling now about the, the tie next week? Should we do our prediction now? Yeah, let's yeah. do our prediction now. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, you go first, George. I think we're going to have Tierney back. We're going to have Lacazette back. We're going to have Aubameyang back. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think we'll have a much stronger side. And I yeah. do, I, I do believe that we can do it. Um, mm. It is so vital that we keep a clean sheet, though. My, <laughs> my issue, my issue of that. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. My issue of that, though, is if we focus on the clean sheet and getting one goal, we will not do that. We will not do that at all. Um, I think we need to be on the front foot. We need to, uh, we need to make sure we score, score the first goal and then try to lock up, shit, mm. uh, lock up. If we go in with the mentality of let's just keep a clean sheet, catch them on the break, we'd be fucked. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying we do that. I'm just saying mm. we cannot concede. Like, oh, we li- we, mm. Yeah, the, the away goal at the moment is obviously our advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, or, like, also, we, we we'll, and... we'll, you know, it depends how Villarreal turn up because they've got a decision to make as well. Are they going to turn up and, you know, park the bus? For 90 minutes with just that one goal cushion like i don't know if they can afford to do that i think no, yeah and first, i think given, oh sorry sorry i was gonna say given how well they attacked um mm. i think they'll go for it i think we could I have think, a really open game yeah i think we'll see three or four goals in this game mm-hmm. i think the first 10 minutes is so important of this game if we attack on the front foot and try and make sure we can get a goal or at least get a shot on target. I don't want to wait till the 73rd minute for a shot on target. I really don't. We need to be absolutely... Yeah. Fl- we need to be like uh, the second leg of the last high. Yeah. Where we're literally yeah. 25 minutes in, three goals up. I mean, just absolutely play like we can play, not well, like we have been playing. Well, that's just it. Like, you know how well we can play. Um, we just haven't seen enough of it. Mm-hmm. But And again, it's. In- I think we're going to rest like the entire team against because let's face it the league's done the league's dead um just we're going to rest so many important players bring on Tierney for the last five minutes just so we can get a run of the game and hope that um Andy Carroll doesn't stand on him or something um (laughs) like I, I wouldn't risk anyone you know is important for this game but then if they haven't played at all for like a month or so it's a quite a lot to drop them into isn't it that's what I'm saying. Bring we got free. We can bring on free subs. Just play it our week. It doesn't matter if we lose against Newcastle. It really doesn't. Are we going to cry if we lose to Newcastle? No. I mean, we will. But oh, I, 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 yeah. So used to losing now. <laughs> yeah. Was it? I mean, if you look at wait, is it home or away against Newcastle? Uh, I think it's away. Away. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, we've just not been scoring goals, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is away Sunday, 2 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, it all depends on the team. I, I would definitely rest as many players as you can this weekend and have the strongest team possible to start. And I'm going to say, I'm no, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to go to extra time. I, I, think I could see two that. One. Yeah. I can see another 2 1. Either 2 1 or someone makes a mistake in the last second and they score and we're out. <laughs> so, like, okay. last year then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think we'll win it outright. Um, I'm going to say 2 0. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go 2 1 as well. I, I don't have any confidence uh, confidence in us keeping a clean sheet. I think that is. <laughs> 
just don't see that happening in a way it makes it so exciting like there's so much going on this second leg they're like no one probably gives a shit about united and roma now they're like oh that's done yeah when i saw roma at 2-1 up i was thinking oh here we go two away goals and they conceded five on top of that like what are you doing oh fucking yeah not not great for chris small in that is it but yeah um no yeah i I see 2-1 i i don't see a skipping the queen sheet we have to score first the only the only consolation i sort of get from from losing that game and in the manner that we did and it's not a good consolation is that you know, the Slavia Prague game ended with us being a little unhappy. And we said, is this going to be a case of Arsenal coming to that second leg, knowing that they have to turn up from the start? That it's not an option. It's all on the line the second the whistle goes. And they came out and absolutely blitzed them, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've got to hope that that's the same this time because. It's concerning because this does go back to sort of, you know, late Wenger years where the team would just sort of turn up to games like, yeah, we, we deserve to win this. this. This shouldn't be any issue. seems that mentality is still there. So who knows? We'll, I think we'll have a chance. We'll have a chance. Um, can you talk about Everton briefly? <laughs> um, yeah. Shit game. They won. Next. Uh- <laughs> yeah. They won. Howler from Leno. Um, yeah. obviously massive lapse of concentration but again we never looked threatening really um, we it's were unlucky dire with, performance yeah. unlucky with the penalty being overturned for offside mm. um, and honestly I think some of these decisions now are just ridiculous like, the, yeah like the edge of his shoulder being marginally offside 15 seconds prior in the build up like ah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It, I think the whole this VAR stuff is really killing the game. I think the critical, critical issue with that call is that this is not Hawkeye. These are not multiple pinpointed cameras installed purely for that reason. You know, in Hawkeye, they have all the technology, like in you know, in tennis, the sport I know yeah. well, where it's on the line and you know that that is pretty much accurate. Football is not the same. Football is using TV cameras, which are not there for that purpose. Like, we see the angles. Like, the, you saw the angle of the Richarlison one. It's, like, not even yeah. remotely straight. You're like, how the hell do we know if that's offside or not? It's like a 30-degree angle or something. Like, how do yeah, we work off that? It's all interpretation. And Yeah. They're, they're in there drawing the lines with bloody... F- Photoshop, like <laughs> yeah, you see it happening live, and at times I'm like, no, 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 that's that's not right. Pull that back a bit. Yeah, and I think this is the crux of it. If you're using that, you cannot be certain. You know, you're using TV cameras. You can then even question the frame where the ball is kicked. Is that the optimum moment? You know, to hmm. stop it. Is that the direct point where the ball touches his foot? Has the ball already left his foot? If you cannot be certain with a call that tight, surely the point of football has been you give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. That's always been the way. Yeah. Right? If you cannot be certain, how can you rule that out? Yeah. Unless they're going to drastically improve the technology, I think it's got to be uh, got to be dialed back and just think, right, he's level he's level that's it it's not a clear advantage he's level. yeah and that's the point like he's not gained a 
Fucking clear unfair advantage there. <laughs> the Everton players didn't even question it. Like, no, no one did. No. And now, so, you know, we're sitting there ready to take a penalty. And then Pepe's like, wait, what? I've got to give the ball back. God, next it's going to be like the manager was standing marginally outside of his technical area when the, you know, when the goal kick was taken. And <laughs> so that meant the, the sound travelled those few extra feet further and the player heard the instruction and it was an unfair advantage. Disallowed. Oh, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Um, yeah, it was. I mean, I mean ha- having said that. I'm not sure it was a penalty. Like Sabios went down very easily. Yeah, that's that's um, so true. But the point is, the point is about the rules, isn't it? And and the rules have been just a disaster this season. They've, I, I, don't, I don't even want to spend that much more time talking about it because we're all sick yeah. to death of it, aren't we? But yeah, mm-hmm. should we they've, on? Yeah, they've got to have big long talks this summer. Um, buyout. Yeah, you want to have a go at the name, George? Uh, what's it? It's uh, Daniel Eck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. So uh, supposedly he's ready to launch a 1.8 billion bid with Burkham, Vieira, and Henri, mm. all a part of the package. Um, and and Wenger honest, wants to be involved as well now. Sorry, uh, Wenger wants to be involved as well. Uh, he he said he will always help if he can. I don't think he actively mm. wants to be involved. Um, and I don't think it would be good to bring Wenger back in, even if it's on the board. I think it it kind of undermines Arteta's position having an ex manager back on the board. Um, mm-hmm. Fergie's involved at United, isn't he? Yeah, is he? I think yeah. he is. Do Pretty what? sure he is. Surely not. He's living his retirement. Hopefully, throwing boots at um, Edward would get out my fucking door, <laughs> you fucking. Um, but yeah, I I don't think KSE are really going to entertain this. Um, not for one point eight billion. I mean, I don't know because if that are we valued at three billion, but I don't know is that dollars, and he wants to put in a one point eight billion pound deal. I didn't really look at the the currency, but. I don't know. I just can't see it happening. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them selling. But then... It's going to take a lot more money. Yeah, but I think like like we've said, if he's not going to sell, then the pressure's on him to invest. Mm. And if we're out of Europe, he is going to have to invest big time to get us back up there. Otherwise, mm. they'll, uh, you know, they won't be welcome at any game without fear of being lynched. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stan doesn't go to any games anyway, but no. you know, we, see, we see Josh. Josh does. Yeah, as the face. And, you know, he's given the fallout from all this Super League bullshit. He has kind of promised to have a more transparent communication with the club and the fans and stuff now. Um so I, I don't know. I think I, I want to see something good come out of the the fallout. Um, I w- either want to see a much more invested owner, or they sell up, and we'll we'll see if this Eek. Um, I think that was it. We'll <laughs> see if he's all real. If he's if he'll get us back to where we belong. 
I think the worse the season ends, the more likely they'd be to sell. To sell. Um, I, I really don't see them selling, though, to be honest. I, th- I no, think it'd take it's, a huge offer. Because it's, like you said, they're, they're businessmen. You know, they, they've got their own, like, obviously, sport empire. Arsenal, as shit as we're playing, highly marketable company, you know, highly marketable team. Um, and obviously still one of the biggest in the world, hence their involvement in the Super League. Yeah. And Kronke is quite a bit richer than the Nijek. I mean, yeah. if, if he's going to, I mean, if it ended up being like two and a half billion or whatever, that's more than 50% of his net worth. A lot of that is going to be in stock options as well. Mm. And he's then going to have to invest like another 500 million or whatever. So what is he going to give up like 60, 65% of his net worth to make this happen? Like, Yeah. Another one you've got stretch. to consider is obviously Kroenke did take on the stadium debt. Mm. Um, so obviously that will be part of the sale. And that I think we still owe nearly a couple of hundred mil on that still or 80 mil. I can't remember. I don't know. Um so it's a nice dream to, to, you know, to have like a passionate Arsenal fan own the team with a board full of legends. Mm. Um, but the fact that they're actually putting in a, a bid, I guess we'll see what happens. I, th- I think the way it could pan out is that this is maybe a warning for the Cronkies, like, you know, there are serious bidders now. Like, if you don't gain the support of the fans in the next year or so, and you don't invest and you don't get the club where it needs to be, that fire is just going to keep increasing. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's a serious bidder now. Like, it's not just rumors. This guy really wants the club. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a year younger than Arteta, by the way. Right. That's that's a sort of interesting narrative, isn't it? Like, even younger than Jamie. That's not not saying much. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You've got a few billion lying around, haven't you, Jamie? <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple, a couple. Yeah. But that's the thing. If um, if he did buy and he brought back the supporters' trust, and we could buy shares, I definitely would buy buy some shares and have more involvement in the club because yeah, well, I think that's the, cool. the soul of Arsenal doesn't exist anymore. As you said, mm. he's he's a businessman. He's turned it into a business, and uh, for me. If we do get win this and get into the Champions League, will he sell because he's like, oh, look, it's more profitable. I can sell it now as a big business that's going to be in the Champions League or sell it when we're at our lowest and be like, well, I can't make any more money out of this turd and sell mm. it to someone else. Like, I, mm. it's it's the thing. But again, can you sell? Is it Kill Switch Engage? Uh, is that what his company is? Um KSE switch engage. What? <laughs> what? K- K- KSE kill switch engage. Um, oh. yeah, sorry, that's one of that, that's a yeah. Band. That was that. That's I. Yeah, I really. I, I hope we don't get any answers to that one because that that was Cronk Sports um, and Entertainment. Oh, okay. At, at least I didn't go with the KSI joke. Um, uh. But yeah, it's just. I forgot where I was going now. Um, Nowhere. If, if, anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants, if anyone wants to actually buy us, um, I think they need a lot of money, and I don't think the Spotify guy has that. 
I mean, he doesn't even know how to play uh, music artists, right? How are you going to play multi-million pound footballers? I mean, that's a completely different discussion, and that's that's an industry-wide issue, not a Spotify yeah. issue. I know, um, I know. But... I'm just going to nip that in the bud because I've seen a lot of people talk about this, being like, oh, mm-hmm. well, he doesn't even pay musicians and stuff like that. That's an industry problem. And then they're yeah, also yeah. saying, oh, he's going to buy Arsenal because he's raising the Spotify price. Again, that is in a bid to help pay musicians more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like people obviously just trying to connect these dots that just do not connect. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I think we were discussing it the other day. If he does make a bid to take over the whole club, I think he'll have to sell part of it on. Um, you know, put it up for put float some shares on the on the market, but retain the majority ownership because he has. It's going to cost him all his money to get the club, mm-hmm. and he's not going to have anything left to invest. So I think he'll have to raise that money. Yeah, I think it's a pipe dream for now. Um, I th- I do think that the worse the club performs, the more board impression board pressure from fans will increase. I think if everything's going well, like let's say we somehow win the Europa League and get into Champions League, I, you know, I don't think that's going to increase fan pressure because fans will be distracted mm-hmm. and they'll be they'll be like, oh my God, we're in the Champions League. This is amazing. You know, that's not when they're going to be like going for blood. You know, I could see Kroenke selling then. Because yeah, maybe. He'll, he'll be like, I don't know. It would just be a case of um, miracle opportunity, isn't it? It's either, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to invest because if we're in a Champions League, we need to be invested a couple of hundred mil. We do anyway. We do anyway. Um, yeah, well, exactly. And I think he'll rather take a good three billion than put in two hundred million because mm. once we're back in the Champions League, obviously value will be higher. Um, you know, Arsenal's already a huge club financially, anyway. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see this one develop because, like you said, it's not a rumor. No, he is, he'd even put a date on it. It was the other day, he said in 10 days, this bid will be this, uh, will be going ahead. It's interesting, it's so public, isn't it? Yeah, and that was one thing Wenger said, wasn't it? Like the best deals are ones that you don't know about. Mm. So it's it is he trying to raise fan support? I think so. Yeah, but that that's the thing with everything that's happened this season, um, the Super League, the mm. uh, the way Arteta has been doing it, the the buyout are all three things. Um, not as big because we can't have fans at the stadium. If this was a year where there was no COVID, fans were back at the stadiums, I think Arteta would be out by now. I think Kroenke would be scared shitless. I mean, look what's happened in Manchester with people like raiding Edward Wood's house. Was, no, it was one of the Glazers' house, wasn't it? Master intruders broke into their house. I mean, really? wow. our f- football fans are horrible people on the best of days. Um on the worst days, thanks for listening. We, um, <laughs> it's true, though. We are, we are. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think a lot of the problems within the club, if there were fans at the games, would be elevated to a different yeah. level. I think, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be in the job. Increased public pressure. 
Yeah. Well, let's finish up talking about Arteta. Where's, Me and Jamie where... do not see eye to eye on this one. On Arteta. Yeah. Go on. I, I'm very much still back in Arteta. Jamie wants him gone. Mm. Okay, what is the process? Can can you tell me his vision or his protest or his process? If Jamie, you can tell he's me won his... two trophies already. Oh and, fuck! And we're not. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so we right, we had this debate the other day, and Jamie just cannot see the fact that the Community Shield is technically a trophy. Johnny summed it up right. perfectly. We're not going to get into it again. Johnny summed it up perfectly. Yes, it's te- <laughs> technically an honor, but it's the shittest one, and we left it at that. You tried it's not a major trophy. trophy. It's not a major trophy. No, we're not here to talk about a community issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not here. Well, we're not going to be in it next season, are we? No. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, you know, he's already delivered that silverware. Um and he's got the best out of some players that we were ready mm-hmm. to cut ties with. You know, Jacques is turned around, he's brought in some of the youngsters, and he's got the very best out of them. Smithrow, obviously now, you know, Croydon De Bruyne. I mean, <laughs> Saka was brought in more under Emery, but he has mm-hmm. come on leaps and bounds. You know, he's taken him from that left wing, put him out on the right wing, and he's lethal. Yeah, Lacazette has had a much better season under mm-hmm. Arteta. Um, and I think he's getting the very best out of some key players, and he's not been given enough time, and given the exceptional circumstances going on in football in the last two seasons he's not had the time to really play out his vision and I do not want to sit here and become a fan that is basically a Chelsea or Tottenham just if it's not quick enough get them out that is not or what Arsenal's about or a Watford or a Watford yeah um what one season managers or three three managers one season my counterpoint to this Mm. is yes okay he won us the fa cup i'll give him that great brilliant and he's done something i didn't see him doing he's kept uh balogun because that that looked like he was going like he's done wonderful there but harry redknapp once won the fa cup if we're comparing him to that like harry redknapp won the fa cup that's that's the level but yeah okay good trophy I just don't see the future with Arteta because if you, you can say about the youth players and what he's done with them, what's he done with Martinelli? Yeah, but Martinelli has Martin- also been very injury prone. Not for a yeah. while, though. Not for a while. Well, he, he probably Not would this be year, if, he he, he's, if, he, if he got to play. He obviously missed half the season from an injury at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. And there's been a few times where he's limped off. The thing is, we don't see everything that he does and the fact is everyone in the in the board in the club they see mm-hmm. what he's doing and I think we're just not getting the full picture but that you know Balogun was wanted all around Europe yeah but 19 the, clubs yeah and I think that says something that he signed mm-hmm. um and he's just not had enough time and he's and again I've go back to the board like he's not had the right back in like to the point where we had to raise 20 million through selling Martinez and then pretty much begging Cronky to fund the rest of it just to get Partey on deadline day. You know, that's not a board that backs your club or your manager. The manager is doing the very best with the assets he's got. And to be honest, I don't know who would do a better job. 
Uh, so yeah, no, I would I would disagree with you there. I don't think he's doing the very best. I think he's still in the job because he's doing just about enough, you know. And I think to be honest, Ancelotti came in at the exact same time at Everton, mm-hmm. and I would say he's done a better job overall. But Everton's board back them. No, they'd already uh, bought the players. They'd already bought the players. Ancelotti he, has not bought that many. The mm. only player he brought in was um, James Rodriguez, and he he was 25. somehow managed to do that for free. Yeah, he managed to do that mm. for free. Like he did. What? Can you imagine James Rodriguez? No, he wasn't uh, free. He wasn't free. He was free. No, no it, it was, was free. free transfer. Yeah. Was he? It was a oh. it was a free transfer. He managed to do magic with that. But like, how much time can you give someone like he, he at is... this point? Mm. Like he's you, only been in the job eighteen months. Just, but, uh, it's, it's, no, it's no, not no. nothing we, we anymore. All, though. We, all, That's we the... all knew that this was a process that was going to take several seasons, and more often than not, there will be big knockbacks before you come back strong. And but one was... thing that we didn't anticipate was how shit Aubameyang has been this year. Can you put that down to Arteta because he's played him in the same position? But if you compare him, like I know we were all Wenger out, Wenger out in his last few years, but Wenger still got us in his last season. He got us uh, to fifth place on seventy-five points. How many points have we got at the moment? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not a case of though. The thing no, is, no, 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 no. Not... Let me let me finish, George. Let me finish. We've played sixteen home games this season. We've scored nineteen goals. That's down to bad man management. That's down to him not putting square pegs in circles. Yeah, that's the right saying. Square pegs and circles. You've also got to look at it as the last (laughs) circle, roundhouse. Thank you. Um, (laughs) You've also got to look at it as in Wenger's in our last six seasons before Arteta, we only um, didn't score once at home each season. We've gone eight games, no nine games now without scoring at home. Like there's nine times we haven't scored at home this season. That's ridiculous. Wenger, in his last few years, we wanted him out. He still did better than what Arteta's doing now. Emery finished on 70 points in his season. He got us to a European final. Yes, we lost it, but he still did really well. Arteta's not doing anything. If the fans were back there, he would be already out. He, no. Yes, FA Cup, well what done. You're not, taking well done. Into, you're not taking into consideration in how many other teams have stepped up in the last few seasons, but we've not been backed by, I mean, we've not been able to kind of move up with them. Leicester the, the won the light- season without any real backing. Who the, how much money did Leicester spend to get that, that title? Nothing. They spent, they bought what? Yeah, Jamie but that was Vardy like from- five, five, six years ago now. What I'm saying is the teams like Leicester are still up there. Everton are now a threat. Villa were a threat. West Ham are in there, for example. There's a the competition was less fierce in Wenger's final years. It's a different what, Premier League now. But what is what have West Ham spent? They've their best player they've got on loan from another team. They spent like twenty pound on two players from Slavia Prague, who have been two of their Kofal and Suchek. They cost like ten percent of what Pepe cost us. Like you can't, I, it's not just Arteta. Like Arteta is terrible. In my opinion, he is a, no. he's the terrible. He's a, he's a substitute. Te- 
He's a substitute teacher to Pep. All he did was put cones out during training during Pep. Everyone thought it would be the Messiah, but he can't be because we don't have the depth and the, the backing yeah, of and the he's City not board. Been, exactly. Exactly. He's doing yeah, the best that's, that he I'm can. A... But basically, he needs that backing and he's not had the time. He's only had two transfer windows in a pandemic. And... Yes, and we still signed. No, he's had three. William said three windows. He's had three windows, and he signed William on two hundred thousand. What's he done for us? Like on paper, I'd have argued that was still an all right deal because he was a free transfer, and you have what we were doing, huh? And then the wages. You got like when we had Wenger at the club, we wouldn't be doing that with over thirty-year-old players. We've no, that's Mm. fair. It's it's. Again, I think it's bald level, edu level, and Arteta. I think it's, it's a horrible, horrible route through that club. But Arteta can has and has to take some of the blame because yeah, I don't he does know have if, to uh, take some of the blame, like some team selection and such. But the problem itself is much bigger than him, and sacking him will do more harm than good. Because then you have to bring in another manager and you might have mm-hmm. that quick bounce. But ultimately, it's not the manager's fault. But the manager's the I think, uh, manager's players. I think I think he needs he needs results though now. I think yeah. eight, 18 months is it's not no time anymore. He's not been there three weeks. He has been there like more than a season and a half. He's got to start getting results now. And the, the problem is... results. You know, he's, he's got in the FA Cup. The, the thing is, we're still achieving things and we're still seeing glimpses of what we can be. But we're still partway through that process. And it's going to But take... is the team better than it was, say, first season under Emery? I don't know that it is. No. Is it's it better? Not. It's not. Mm. Is it... Uh, for, it, it's got no it's, it's got the potential to be better but, great <laughs> like, no, but, that's the thing like i said but it's Arte- gone you got your point say, but it's it's a squad's in transition you know like some of our best players are under the age of 22 we're still we're still building that experience within them that i honestly think in a couple of seasons if you back him we will be challenging for a title with arteta but my mm. point is... Um, Your point is you're impatient and you want results no, I'm now. Not, it's, it's, I think we've chosen the wrong manager. I think Arteta could be great, but we put him in too early. You can't take someone that's been under someone else and then expect them to run with it. Look at... Um, oh, what's, the, what's the guy's name that was at Liverpool uh, under Klopp, who just got sacked by... No, no, sorry. He's now just the sporting director of Olympiacos. Jose Mourinho's number two uh, just got sacked by a, a team in Qatar. Like, just because you've played under a great manager, uh, sorry, not even played under, studied under a great manager as their number two doesn't mean you're going to be an amazing manager. What we're going to sign, what we're going to do now, sack Arteta and get in John Terry. Like, Oof. you can't. Well, okay, well, who, who would you bring in? Well, we've and you've got to be realistic who okay. we can actually get now. We're sitting 10th okay. in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And we may not have European football. What world-class manager are you going to attract? Okay, so 
honestly, we've missed out on managers like Klopp because if Arteta, if Wenger would have retired after winning the FA Cup, we could have got Klopp. We've just missed out on um, Tuchel, who's now at Chelsea, who would do wonders for us. We missed out on Ancelotti. I mean, I yeah, would get in. Ancelotti, I'll give that. you that. I'll give you Ancelotti, we, but I don't think Tuchel would have uh, joined us. I think if we would have well, tried to go I for him know. at the right time, we, we could have. If we would have gone for him in the summer, maybe. I know, obviously, we just come off the wet FA Cup win, so obviously that wouldn't happen. But, oh, no, wait, hold on, wait. When did Tuchel sign for Chelsea? Right after we was m- maybe going to get relegated and sack Arteta. I'm just saying, well, we could have got mm, Tuchel this season. Bit. We might have got Tuchel this season. Um, and he's doing wonders at Chelsea. Who else? Uh, obviously, we wouldn't have signed. Uh, is it Nagelsmann? Nagelsmann, yeah. yeah. Who's just gone. Again, great manager. Um, Rafa Benitez would be great. <laughs> so I, I, I think no, Rafa Benitez no, would he's be not. Great. he's not a long-term solution. But look, I mean, if you look at... I'm just looking at Klopp's first season, right, where he came, he came eighth, right? And everyone mm. was like, okay, like that team was shit, wasn't it? The one that came eighth. Let's be honest, like where Skirtle was their best player. And everyone was like, okay... Needs time. He's going to rebuild the team next season. Where they come fourth improvement. We've gone from eighth now we're tenth. And like to be honest, it could be eleventh because Villa's still got a game in hand. Mm. Like he hasn't got much. Whether you like him or not, he hasn't got much time now. No, he has you, to start getting results. Yeah, but this season is dead, and we know that mm. it's been dead for a while. I think judge him on next season. He won't get the he won't get the whole season. We're we're coming out yeah. of a pandemic. Um, oh yeah, well if we're still sitting in tenth in say December next year, fair enough. This year, um, this year yeah. even next season I meant. Um, I'll give you that. But it's you know we were saying it's pointless to it was pointless to have sacked Mourinho at this time of the year. Yet you want a call to do the same to Arteta. Well, no, you're not going to really- sack him right now. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I would give him till the end of this year, and just see. And if we're not, if we get some backing in the summer, sign the players that we need. And if we're still not fighting for that European position, if we're not in the top six, top four, basically, if we're not seeing the improvements in the league table, fair enough. It was too soon for him. I think Thursday is huge. And I think yeah. the manner of the performance on Thursday is huge. If they, if Arsenal turn up on Thursday and play like I did in that first half, if he can't fire them up for that game and they turn up and don't give a shit, I think he's in massive, massive trouble. Um, and I would agree with that. If we watch that game on Thursday and they look disinterested and they are beaten to every second ball and the energy isn't there, then I'd have little sympathy. If they go out playing the performance of their lives, maybe, you know. But I, I think that game and the manner that it's played, I think I think he's more likely to lose the job going out on Thursday than he would be in the final. If we get through and get outplayed by United, then I think there'd be a bit more sympathy for that. But just particularly to lose to Emery with that narrative of like, this is the guy we sacked because he wasn't good enough. If he spanks us, I think he's in trouble. And I yeah. will agree, it comes down to the summer as well. Obviously, if if we don't get Champions League next season, we definitely don't have Europe. Um, is Kroenke going to invest to try and make sure the fans don't try and kill his son? Um, 
the then yeah always the um, controversial idea right <laughs> always the controversial i'm just saying i think our uh, we do have some rampant fans that are absolute idiots look at the idiot that fell off the um the box office at the protest on friday we football fans and general arsenal fans aren't the most intelligent um sorry to Again, our listeners thanks for listening yeah um oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah my point is investment in the summer he needs to pick the right players as you say if it gets to november just before well december and we got a transfer window coming up and we still haven't signed the right players or he's signed players and they're not working then it's down to him because he doesn't know how to work those players and he has to go mm. I, I honestly I, again if he wins us europa sure but get someone actually i think he needs a number two that's actually going to slap him around the face if he does anything stupid because he looks lost on that touchline when there's things are going wrong he has no one to turn to to help him i mean venga had pat rice who had history in the game who had experience you need a strong number two who even is the number two i don't even know that's the thing that gives her with the airpods in all the time (laughs) yeah he's he's listening to our spotify and me saying that the it fans is. are going to kill Josh Conger. Albert Steibenberg. Oh, wasn't he working at... Is that the guy we've got from Liverpool? Oh, I do recognise this guy. Yeah, I think it is the AirPod lad. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's... Oh, it, did he work with Van Hal? <laughs> I think he was Van Hal's number two at United. Oh, oh. fair enough. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Okay. But yeah, Mm. um, if he loses on Thursday, I can't see him lasting through the summer. I don't know who will replace him. I don't know who's available to replace him, really. But I won't see him last through the summer. I think think he might even say, I took on the job too early. I need to take a step back and go. No, I don't see that from him. I I think he would be the pressure. He seems like that sort of... I think he would be that sort of gentleman would be like it maybe this was too early for me i need to go and learn my trade no, i think i think managers thing. want to get as much experience as they can i don't think they really care what the cost of that is um the yeah more cronky out than arteta out i think i think if if thursday is bad and then particularly if we then end up like 12th or something i think that's mm. tough. That's really tough. We've got Chelsea in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. But they'll be getting ready for a Champions League final, so they'll probably be resting a lot of players as well. Well, you have to say Tuchel's done extremely well since he's come in Yeah, with a Chelsea team that was really struggling. And you can say they've got a better squad, but the point is he had players that were underperforming badly, and now they're overperforming, arguably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say many players in our squad are overperforming right now or anywhere near yeah. that. Um, so look, Thursday is absolutely massive. I think we'll leave it there for today. Um, quick prediction for Sunday, Jamie. Uh, I'm gonna say a one nil loss because uh, we're gonna play our youth team, okay? Uh, George, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one or yeah, I think one or I think he'll still play a team, he'll just drop in people like El Nenny and and Katia, maybe. All right, cool. Well, that'll do for today. We'll be back on Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Everyone fancy Sunday? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Gunner underscore chat. And we will see you on the weekend. <laughs>